What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sift Pop Podcast. <clears throat> Sorry, I got oregano in my throat. <laughs> That's not going to cut it. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. Why give away awards once when you could give away awards twice? That's what we're doing. It's Sift Pop. Why not four times, Andrew? Why not, man? <laughs> we should have awards every day. Welcome to Sift Pop. It is a swift sift today, so a little bit different. Andrew and I just hanging out. Uh, and we're going to do our best of 2017 first half awards for Sif Pop, uh, as well as uh, reference an article that I wanted to talk about. Maybe we'll just start there. Uh, New York Times did an article recently. By the way, Andrew, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I just you haven't said anything. Yeah. Maybe you want to say more than hi or just... Nah, ahoy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. There hi, you go. Ahoy. Hi. We are looking at the New York Times article that listed the best 25 movies of the first, uh, I guess, little bit of this new millennium, yeah. century, whatever you want to call it. Now, when I sent this to you, you laughed because some of these movies came out in 2000, which technically could be considered part of last century yeah. or last millennium mm-hmm. because the hundredth year or the thousandth year is the zero year. And then you don't start the new millennium until the first year. Yeah, until 2001. So, so we decided. I scoffed, but <laughs> we decided to go by you know kind of the New York Times idea. Plus, it's, I think it's kind of the general consensus that when it hits zero, that's where the new thing starts. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go ahead and go with the um, the incorrect assumptions of most of us. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to take a look at our own uh, top twenty five list that we would do for those years, as well as kind of talk a little bit about the article. What did you think about the article when you looked at it? So I was surprised. This is going to sound. It seemed very pretentious because it was just full of n- nobody seen hit hipster indie films, like uh, a whole bunch of foreign language films. It's like they were trying to scald me with the fact I hadn't seen a bunch of these right? movies. I I thought it was everything, and I almost tweeted about it the first time I saw it. I saw it about a week ago. And I, I don't like to 
one of my things is I, I don't like to be negative unless I, f- I feel like there's a positive outcome to that negative t- negativity. Yeah. And every tweet I was coming up with was just really negative. And yeah. because it is, that list is everything wrong with film criticism, in my, in my opinion. Putting that list in. Now, there's nothing wrong with telling people, hey, here are some great movies that maybe you haven't seen. Like, that's wonderful. Yeah. But to call it the, like, the top 25 of this <clears throat> century when, you know, I'm guessing, I'm guessing most people haven't seen half that list, at least. At least. I'd yeah. say a good portion of the people haven't seen, I'd say 80% of the movies on that list. So what were some of the ones that you think people have seen on the list that you appreciated being on there or that you liked, you know, kind of seeing? The number one on that list, There Will Be Blood. I'm, I have it really high on my list as well. I have it number three on mine. So the fact that they put it at number one, like, okay, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I was happy to see Inside Out on there. I think they yeah. had it at, at number seven. It, they kind of did this thing, and I actually did this with my list. That, that We've both got our lists up on uh, Letterboxd, by the way, if you want to check out the full list. Because we're not going to yeah. run all the way through them. No, no, just highlight it here and there. Just yeah, just so. kind of highlight some stuff. But um, the one thing that I did that they also did was they kind of picked movies that summed up a category of movie. So, like, the Inside Out is the Pixar movie on the list. Because certainly you could talk about putting The Incredibles on there, Finding Nemo on there, you know, some of the other Pixar movies that have come out this century. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just kind of said, okay, here's our tribute to Pixar, or here's our tribute to the Coen brothers, or, you know what I mean? So they kind of did that yeah. thing. So I did that, too, because otherwise my list, you know, would have been, like, all Pixar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, my list basically would have been Pixar, Spielberg, and, and uh, Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> I would, get it. That would have been my list. Um, so I kind of did the same thing with mine too, but I did like seeing Inside Out there. Uh, yep. I thought that was a good nod. Another one I really appreciated being on the list was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, like, you know what? That out of like all the movies like that tried to do something new and like you know not follow the formula that Hollywood always does, I was really impressed by a how good Jim Carrey is in a dramatic role, and b just the chemistry that him and Kate Winslet have is it's stellar. Yeah, that was a good choice. That made my list as well. Um, I don't think it made it as high as theirs, but it was definitely uh, definitely on there. Um, other than that, there wasn't... I mean, there were some others that I thought you know, were important to have on there. Yeah. I was really surprised they went with Inside Lewin Davis for the, the Coen Brothers movie. Really? Out of all the Coen Brothers movies now, see, to pick? I, I, I'm a defender of Inside Lewin Davis. I really like it. I think it's a great movie. But yeah, there are so many others that you would think might... No Country for no Old Men. No Country Ma- for Old Men. Yeah, that's the one on my list. It is on mine as well, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't understand what they were thinking there. Um, one that kind of threw me for a loop was 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, it's like they just had to throw in one movie that, you know, like people would be like, oh, okay, yeah, there's your one... Comedy yeah, reference it was like right a there. tribute, yeah, to the comedies. And I don't even know that that's the comedy I would pick if I was just trying to pick a comedy. You know, no, yeah, that's not the one. It was a weird article, and the fact that it was written by like five people, it, yeah, it's including not like-, like Guillermo del Toro and uh, yeah. Anna DuVernay, um, you know, some like directors. The one that that people may have seen that blows me away, especially because I think it was number three on their list, Million Dollar Baby. I know people like that movie. But not I don't think it, I don't think it holds up as well. I mean, I'm one of those that actually doesn't enjoy that movie very much. It did not hold my attention. I love it. It's in yeah. It's I love that movie, but uh, I it didn't make my top twenty five. No, me either. So yeah, I'm just gonna gander through this. See those those literally may be the only five on this list I've seen. Yeah, the rest of them are weird foreign language films. Nobody has ever heard of uh boyhood is on here i i get that oh, choice i don't but, but I hate, the more people talk about the movie the more i realize i didn't like it yeah 
So I think that's a movie that gets a lot of appreciation for its um, concept. Yeah. And the execution is good enough that the concept isn't ruined. But yeah, Hurt Locker's on here. I don't mind that choice. It's not on my list, but uh, mm. Hurt Locker's a great film. I like it a lot, yeah. Did you have any comedies on your list? I'm not sure. Um, I, I'll pull up my list here when we, when we kind of get to that. I just want to make sure we, we touch on all the ones that maybe people have seen. But I'm telling you, you will, you will read through the titles on this list and just be like, not that you haven't even seen them. You haven't even heard of them. No. And I do this for a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? That make a different list. Make a list that's best movies of the century You know, so far that you probably haven't heard best of. Best lesser known movies. Yeah, or something like that. Um, it's just, uh, it, yeah, I really did not enjoy this list. It made me want to make my own. The other one that people probably have seen is Munich, which again is an interesting choice for the Spielberg movie to put on here. But, uh, um, it's it's up there for me, No, man. it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's not a great movie. I'm just yeah. saying Spielberg's, you know, I think he's made some better ones. Mad Max Fury Road is on there too. I like that. I like that pick. Which is a decent choice. Moonlight. Which Andrew loves. Yeah, favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I listen. Would you I, have put La La Land? Or I guess we're gonna find out. If you I did not La- end up putting La La Land on there. It was okay. close, um, but I certainly would have put it on there before I would have put Moonlight on there. Mm. I think that's recency bias on that one. Um, and other than that, I think out of twenty-five, what is that? Like eight that you know people may have seen. Yeah, I thought it was less than that. Honestly, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, and uh, you do the percentages, and that's thirty-two percent. So yeah. 32% of the, the list is stuff that you may have actually seen. Yeah. And yeah. the other ones are like, I would be surprised if you'd heard of them. Not that you'd seen them, if you even heard of them. Yeah. Like you said, like you said. Craziness. So. All right, let's talk about our own list. How do yeah. they compare? Like, what's uh, what are some observations from, from your list? Um, well, this list of theirs was full of foreign language films. I only had two foreign language films on my list as I looked over it. And they were Pan's Labyrinth and Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Guillermo del Toro's uh, it's, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, I can remember being the first foreign language film I ever saw in a theater. Because you know, around here in Springfield, Missouri, not a lot of theaters show foreign language films, unless yeah. it's like Moxie or something. But yeah. I was unaware of the Moxie at the time. But this was the first big one that came to theaters, and it blew me away. Yeah. It, and I, I absolutely adore it. And then How's Moving Castle, you know I'm a huge Miyazaki fan. That's my favorite one. So. Yeah. A lot of people would choose Spirited Away. But, Which the New York Times had on their list. They did have on their list. Yes. But, um, yeah, I actually didn't have any foreign language films on my list. Mm. I guess I'm a, a little ethnocentric in that way. <laughs> um, I, For my list, the thing that, that I observed were, uh, I think they left out um, Unbreakable. I think that's a good reference point for a lot of people, especially... I think M. Night, a lot of his early stuff gets forgotten because his downhill trajectory. Yeah. Uh, people forget how brilliant that early stuff is. Uh, I would absolutely put Unbreakable. It was pretty high on my list. Yeah. Uh, surprise, no mention of Gone Baby Gone, which has picked up a you know a lot of steam as one of the greater movies. Yeah. The biggest surprise for me, which I'm sure on uh, on my list uh, and probably on yours as well, although I will find out. Um, I I couldn't believe that they didn't have um, Whiplash. Whip, well, Whiplash is on my list. Is it on yours? Yeah, I was going to say that was the big one. I was surprised didn't make their list. No, Let's Children of Men. I'll, I'll tell you the, yeah, talk about Children of Men real quick. So Children of Men is one of those movies that I think just continues to grow in esteem every single year as people kind of go back and revisit it and how well it's done. Um, and so I, I just think that's one I'm surprised did not make their list. Yeah. I'll tell you the ones, and these are the biggest movies of the 21st century. How do you not have them on your list? The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Pick a, pick a movie. Yeah. Pick a, that movie has, there's no excuse. I don't think it's 
I don't think it's a surprise that that's my number one is one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Mine. I I, I, I culminated them all into one just so I don't have... Yeah, me too. So yeah, that's my number one as well. How do you not have that as your number or on your list? At least on your list, yeah. I mean, it really, it almost changed the it's way... Insulting. That cinema is made not only with the way not only with the way he created those three films, but also kind of the geek culture that you see today owes so much to Lord of the Rings kind of coming to prominence in that way. Uh, The big Nolan movie I have movie I have on my list is uh, uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, I I picked The Prestige for my Nolan movie. Oh, good one. That's a really good one too. In fact, I have it at number three. Yeah, I love The Prestige. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I totally get it, man. It's one of mine as well. I wish I had it, but Nolan just makes too many good movies, man. <laughs> right? Um, the I had two comedies, and they're both from the Cornetto trilogy. So, <laughs> did you have Shaun of the Dead on there and Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, yeah. I I thought about putting Shaun of the Dead on there, mm-hmm. uh, and at the end of the day, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. I guess the closest thing I have to a comedy on here would probably be um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Maybe. Man, that was so close to making the list. It was really close. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. I kind of broke my rule that, you know, put a couple Coen Brother movies on here, but... What's the uh, highest rated uh, Pixar movie you have on your list? Finding Nemo at me number as, two. Me as well. And then, and then I just and then I just didn't put any other Pixar number on two. there. Number two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. That well, like it's, that. It's, my, it's my third favorite movie of all time. I get it. So uh, I, and I, I often, when people ask the question, um, you don't have to clap for me. That's all right. <laughs> Do you have that gnat flying around your head? <laughs> no, it's just you, man. Oh, man, it is driving me banana hammocks. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to slap, cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Uh, when people ask me uh, if there's a movie I think is close to perfect, I always talk about Finding Nemo. I yeah. think it's it's almost a perfect film. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that that might count as, uh, as a comedy. Um, Moulin Rouge, probably. Does that count as a comedy? This is one probably a lot of people wouldn't have on their list. But Moulin man, Rouge? Yeah, I loved that movie. Is it your favorite musical? Um... I, is it the only musical I have on there? I think it might be the only musical I have on there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my favorite musical. There you go. Well, in this list, you know what? I really did on this list stray a little bit away from favorites and weighed some more things like cultural impact, those kind of things. Like, I really tried to do more of a, this isn't just about Aaron. Yeah. This list just isn't just about me. Um, you know, I wanted it to be a little broader than that. So I, yeah. you know, you'll, you will find, if you compare this list to my top, you know, 100, my favorite 100 movies, mm-hmm. you'll see some discrepancies, like some weird things where some <laughs> movies have been flip flopped and, yeah. and those kind of things. And that's cause I, it was a little different of a take for me. And, uh, speaking of cultural impact, I had to mention the Avengers. Yes. Avengers was on my list as well. Yeah. I actually had the Avengers and Iron Man. I think Iron Man also being yeah. the first one and also being a great movie is worthy of inclusion on there too. It's one of the first good superhero movies. I also had uh, Her, I think, is one that will stand out for me uh, oh, years yeah. and years to come. And so I put that on there as well. Did um, you have any like uh, ones that you slid in? Like, you know, it, that one's just for me. You know, I don't... <laughs> yes. You did? Okay, what was an example of that? Uh, King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Oh, man, I didn't even think of documentaries. I love that documentary, man. <laughs> it's my favorite documentary of all time. Really? Oh, it's yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good one. So yeah, that's that's the one I uh, that was like yeah that that one's for me. <laughs> the one that I slid in that was just for me was Arrival. Yeah, it's uh, you know how much I love that movie, and it blew me away. It cracked my top one hundred, and uh, yeah, I absolutely adore that. I also threw in uh, the Lego Movie. That's I don't a know good if, choice. I don't know if that's really like a, a one that I'd slide in just for me because I do think a lot of people are starting to no, appreciate that choice. movie for what it is now. 
Uh, I also slid in Ex Machina. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a brilliant film. Um, I also slipped in uh, United 93, uh, which I think Ooh. is a tough watch. It's a tough watch, man. But it's man. such an important movie, and it's so well done. I was so impressed with that movie, uh, with the care that was taken with it. So lots of good stuff. Anything else you wanted to mention before we go on to our awards for the first half of the year? Uh, I'll just throw out my number two, uh, Gangs of New York. Okay. Because it is also my second favorite movie of all time. Or, I mean, uh, third favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's as appreciated as much as I believe it should be. Good choice. Good choice. If you want to see our full list, you can follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, the only stuff I have on... I, I started to go back and review movies on Letterboxd mm-hmm. because I was hoping the Android app would come out and I'd just keep going. Because it'd be easy after a movie just to you know give a rating and a review on Letterboxd. It's great. But they don't <laughs> have an Android app yet. <laughs> yeah. So, what's up with that? Um, mm. But the only real thing is I have my top 100 on there and, and now this this list as well. Uh, it's your movie friend on, on Letterboxd. So, letterboxd.com slash your movie friend. Andrew, what's yours? Oh, I, I, just, I don't even know if I have a fancy URL, URL for it. I just, okay. But, uh, just search I'll for tweet. I'll tweet it out. How's okay. That? Just tweet out the link? Yeah. All right. We will do that. You can check out the, the whole 25. Feel free to comment on it. Let us know what we missed, what you'd see on there. Because I've only um, used it on my phone. I don't think your phone, you can create a URL. You are. I can. Why can I not say URL today? It's just three letters. Yeah. Just say them right in a row. It's so early, Aaron. <laughs> so early. I dragged Andrew out of bed this morning. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to our first half of 2017 awards. Yeah. Finish up this swift sift. Um, we're going to go through our top five movies of the first six months, as well as our top three performances and our top movie moment. Uh, let's go in reverse of that. Let's start with movie moment, shall we? Okay. Uh, what is your top movie moment of 2017? I hope I'm not stealing yours, but I you have might a, be. I have a good feeling I am because of your reaction in the theater, <laughs> the Shyamalaning in Split. I'm really glad you chose that. That's my number two. Uh, oh, okay. Absolutely would have been my number two. Um, yeah, I. It's the reason I decided to go with something else is number one. Is as incredible as that moment was for me, mm-hmm. the end of Split, it doesn't have a lot to do with the movie. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You yeah. know what I mean? It has more to do with stuff outside the movie than that particular movie. It's still a huge movie moment. Oh, yeah. But I decided I wanted to emphasize something that actually had a lot to do with the movie itself. So that's why I went with uh, the Wonder Woman Charge of No Man's Land scene. Man, um, that was it was going to be that's we flipped ours. That's crazy. Yeah, we flipped ours. I got emotional during that charge. Oh man. Like I got a little tear in my eye cuz it was pretty powerful yeah, stuff. It is a powerful powerful scene and I think so far this year probably what stood out to me the most. Did you want to give an honorable mention? Do you have any others that you wanted to mention? Uh surprisingly, there's one other moment. I it didn't impact as many people as I thought it would, but it's a spoiler. I will just say the very last scene of Logan. Yeah, I had where, that on my list as well. That turn, was my... where they turn something on yeah, its side. Yep. It hit me hard for some reason, man. No, I, I had that on my list as well. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. That's a good choice. All right, let's do our performances. Who had the best performances? We'll start at number three, go to number one. Uh, since you started Movie Moment, I'll start here. Yeah. Uh, number three performance for me, Anne Hathaway and Colossal. I haven't seen that one yet. I really loved her performance there uh, and and thought it was spectacular. It's a it's a strange movie and she grounds it with this reality. I'm she is quickly becoming one of my favorite actresses, period. Like she just does such great work in sometimes like forgotten stuff. Like uh did you ever see The Intern with her and De Niro? De Niro? 
I hated that movie. Did, but she was great in it, wasn't Even if you hated that movie, like, she has this moment with De Niro where she's empathizing with him. Mm-hmm. And I started tearing up, and I'm like, this is like a like a silly comedy, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I really think Anne Hathaway's great, but she's really great in, in Colossal. Yeah, I hear it's not what you expect it because I guess the trailers aren't all that telling of what the movie should be. I would about. say it's. I, I haven't seen the trailers. I, I didn't go back and watch them, but it I look like a rom com with I, a giant kaiju. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. No, it's not that. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like partying in a park, and you know, you see the monster partying on the laptop, yeah. and it looks yeah. kind of like that. No, no, it's a movie. it's a lot deeper than that for sure. Yeah, that's what I've heard. What's your number three? I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya and Get Out. It's a great choice. It's a great choice. Man, uh, I'd only seen him once, and that was in that one episode of Black Mirror, which he did a very, very good job, but he turns it up to 11 in this movie, man. I I was blown away. Yeah, he's incredible. In fact, he's my number two. Uh, okay. So I decided not to say Trump just because Trump. I'm talking next anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I he was my number two. I... the. The thing in that movie is there's so much acting that happens just in the eyes. And it's mm-hmm. not just him. It's with other characters as well. And he does so good. Some of that sunken place stuff oh, is man. mind-blowing. Like, what a great performance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved that. Yeah, totally. Uh, My so, number two? Yeah, what's your number two? I'm going to go with James McAvoy in Split. Nice! Because of everything he has to do in that movie. <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed by yeah, yeah, that's my number one. So you're just oh, you're just getting there right I'm before sorry, me. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> that's great. It's it's wonderful. Uh, uh yeah, I I've never seen. I, I knew McAvoy was a good performer. Obviously, he's given great performances and other stuff. I didn't know he had this level of character ability in him. The yeah. different characters he plays in this movie are so defined. In so you can tell when he walks into the room which character he is before he even says a word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's just oh. Some of the stuff he does as the little kid character is just yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I loved McAvoy in that. Very, it was a very, very good performance. Well, wh- whatever your number one is, that's like my number, you know, yeah, negative four. one or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's how it works. It, it was so good at transcended lists. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. What is it? Um, actually, um, now that I'm looking at the list, I'm realizing that it's actually between two of them. Okay. But I'm going to go with my original number one. Uh, and that would be Hugh Jackman and Logan. Yeah, that's a great choice. Definitely would have been in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, whew, whew, powerful. <laughs> do you uh, do you think that's an Oscar-worthy performance? No. You don't think so? I, I don't think so. Uh, it's a great performance. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't call it an Oscar-worthy performance. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really good. There's, there's not a lot of, um, dy- there's not a lot of, dynamics to it i mean it, what i mean is it's it's very similar performance all the way through mm-hmm. it's you know exhausted exhausted wolverine you know yeah, exactly but it's perfect he does it perfectly yeah um but yeah it's it's just just a nudge below award worthy in my opinion um another one that what the one i was struggling with but then i realized it's not really a performance it's a voice performance and that would have been will arnett for lego batman just because oh, okay. he's so good sure no yeah. i count that but a huge shout out to gal gadot for Wonder Woman. She knows that character, man. And she yeah, rocks it. She was my number four. It was between her and Anne Hathaway for, for number three on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she was really great in that. Um, all right, there you go. Top performances. So I guess we'll move on to top five movies of the first half of the year. Now, what's, what will be interesting, I think, what's interesting <clears throat> every year is where these movies end up on the our year-end list. Because yeah. the, the movies are so... 
you know, weighted towards the end of the year as far as like the quality award, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's always interesting to see what early movies actually can survive through and still be on our list. So I, I it's the other reason I like doing this first half year, you know, because some of these movies will be forgotten by the time we're talking about the, you know, boatload of movies that are going to come out in November and December. So, yeah. So let's let's get on it. Why don't you kick us off? Number five. Wonder Woman. Good choice. Good Ooh, choice. Yeah. Are we going? Are we going to Trumping? Trump this? I'm okay with Trumping. Okay, I'll, I'll Trump. I'll Trump Wonder Woman. Okay. What you got? Uh, number five for me is uh, one I know you're not going to Trump because no. I don't think you've seen it. Okay. Uh, Okja. Uh, which yeah, I just not out yet. <laughs> I can't Trump it. <laughs> uh, I just saw it yesterday, so maybe there's some recency bias here. Yeah. Man, I loved it. Um, I want to hear about it. I I I will tell you this because uh, again, we don't want to spoil anything, both for Andrew and for you. But um, it was quirky and strange and beautiful, and the the uh, the digital work on this creature uh, that you know Okja is about this. I guess in the broadest sense, this invented creature that's kind of like a pig, like a hippo pig dog. Yeah, you know, in in some ways, and that's Okja. That's that's the name of the character, and about this South Korean girl who takes care of him for you know ten years, and then stuff happens. Is it a foreign so, language film? I don't know if you technically. I think technically, I mean, there's lots of Korean in it, and it's okay. made by a Korean director, and it was released in South Korea first. So I I don't know. I don't know how that stuff's determined. Like, but there's certainly enough foreign language in there that I would think it would be qualify for that but there's a lot of english in there, there is too. english okay lots of it yeah uh because tilda swinton is in it jake gyllenhaal is in it and Man. they give really interesting performances here but this movie is about its heart i said this in my review too which you can check out on my youtube channel but it's an interesting review because there's a lot of stuff in this i think could go either way for people I think I had, you know how I do yellow, green, and red? Yeah, yeah. And if it's something that you might like or might dislike, I give it a yellow. Yeah. I actually had three yellows of my five this time. You think it's a very particular taste of a movie? I think there may be a lot of taste involved with this, um, uh, which is funny when it's a movie about eating meat uh, and, you know, eating vegetables instead of eating meat. It is a vegetarian movie, by the way. It's a movie, you know, kind of about the idea of, you know, looking mm. at that. But it's not preachy. You know, it's much more of a story and in, in not a sermon. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. But I, I thought it was beautiful. And man, do I love uh, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Um, man, Thank he does He makes great good work. movies. Yeah. And I thought this was one. So that's my number five. Very good. Very good. My number four, I'm going to go with Get Out. Good gonna, choice. You're going to trump me nope. again? Okay. No. Nope. Get Out actually didn't make my list. Uh-huh. It was so close, but there are just a few things in that movie that, that keep it from being in the top five for me. But yeah. I, I get it. Um, the validation of everything that guy goes through and what he does at the end of that movie is just so like, it's so serviceable by the end of that movie because you, it validates all the emotions you've been feeling. Oh, I hate these right. people. They need to get their comeuppance. And uh, yeah. It, everything that happens, you're like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> this is the movie that I wanted. And oh, it's just so good. Plus it's so smart. Yeah. It's such a smart movie, such a beautiful metaphor, uh, for racism and race relations. Exactly. It walks a very fine line between, you know, it could have easily been a bad white movie, but it's not. Well, because it play, it's not just, it's not really, if you watch that movie, uh, and I think I've heard Jordan Peele talk about this, which by the way, what an amazing directorial debut. You're going to come out with a movie, man. Um, I think I've heard him talk about this. It's, I think a lot of it has to do with it. It's not about explicit racism. It's not about the jerk who is obviously 
a white nationalist. It's you the know, unknown subtle well, racism. It's almost about say. it's almost about liberal racism, which is the idea of oh, I care for you, I'm for you, everything you do is awesome. Now come help us out politically. You know, yeah. which is which is uh, something that I, I I've heard people in the black community talk about this idea that there's racism on both sides. One is this explicit "I'm better than you because I'm white." The other is "Oh, I'm with you now. What can you do for me?" Mm-hmm. And there's more of that almost in Get Out than there is even the explicit you know racism that might be involved. Yeah. So I, I that's what I think makes it really interesting. I totally so, get it. Yeah, good choice. Uh, your number three? My number four. Oh, four. Okay. I'm going with the movie Gifted. Trump. Ooh, nice. Now. I did not expect that. I'm well, excited to hear you talk about go, Gifted. Go, go ahead. It's my number three, so we can just, we can go right into it, so. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Chris Evans, uh, you know, kind of stepping back from that Captain America role and playing a little more of a nuanced character in this, but this, for me, was all about the story. It's one of those movies that just tells its story so perfectly Mm -hmm. that you're just in it the whole way, and you love these characters, and you love what's happening. Um, I I haven't seen a movie like this in a long time because they're just not making a lot of movies like this anymore, Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed it. I'm really excited that you you liked it enough to put it at number three. Oh, man, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, It was tugging on the, the heartstrings for me, absolutely. Uh, the only con I do have is I think that the teacher was a little miscast. I, I didn't really f- feel like she fit into that story. Just that was maybe, Jenny Slate, was it? Yeah. I yeah. Think. Uh, so, yeah, a little, they could have done a little bit better casting. Um, she did fine. Yeah. But I, I actually the, liked her performance. But... Okay, great. Um, but it's all about that little girl, man. Yeah. She knocks it out of the park. She does so good. Yeah. yeah. The, the attitude she has, you know, it's, and it, it, it brings up that question. Just because somebody's different, does that mean you have to treat them differently? Right. And I, I really enjoyed that message. Great performance. And Good. there's such great family dynamic there uh, between him and his mom and, you know, how what they're trying to do with the little girl. And, um, man, it's just, it's incredible stuff. Absolutely. I should say his mother-in-law, right? Isn't no, that it's how, his mother. It's his mother? Yeah. It's been it's been a hot minute since <laughs> I've seen it, but, man, I, I'm excited to go I back and rewatch it. I uh, about Four or five days ago, so oh, it's wow. fresh in my mind. Okay, cool. Yeah, very nice. I didn't get to see it, it when it initially came out in theaters, but it's one that I missed. I'm like, oh, I got to see that movie. And then you gave it high praise after yeah. you saw it. Yeah, I love it. So that was another reason for me to go see it. Yeah, that was my number four. So that was your number three. Yep. What's your so number it's three? on my number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we talk about Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, I had it in at number three. So good to see. Uh, I I was really really hoping. DC would iron some of this stuff out and start just telling great stories. And that's the thing that stood out to me about Wonder Woman more than anything else in the bigger context is it was a centralized story about a character and it meant something. Uh, And they have just been flailing around with the DC stuff, you know, trying to figure out what their foundation is instead of just telling great stories about their characters. And this was the first time I felt like, oh, since since the Dark Knight, probably, where I felt like, oh, you just told a great story about one of your characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll keep on saying it. This is where they should have started. They should have started with movies like this and just said, you know what? Justice League is, is coming someday. It'll be it'll be here someday. Yeah. But, you know, let's tell a Wonder Woman story. Let's tell an Aquaman story. Let's tell a Flash story. And I, I just, it's re- it really bums me that they try to catch up with Marvel instead of building up. Exactly. So yeah, I totally but I agree. Loved Wonder Woman. I love the fact that in Wonder Woman, it. I think I said this during our review initially, whenever we watched the movie. But uh, 
I was expecting, you know, a singular theme of the movie of girl power, which I was totally okay with and prepared for. But whenever it had a message to say about humanity as a whole and how messed up we can be, you know, whenever it comes to war and mm-hmm. th- whenever there there were so many themes in this movie, I'm like, wow, you could have just centralized it about one thing, but you nailed every single theme that you were going for. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. I do think the comments about, you know, the flaws of the ending, you know, the, you know, just kind of descending into a, you know, a big punching punch, battle. Punch, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I think I think that's fair. You know, I think that's yeah. a fair criticism. Um, but overall, there's just so much meat here uh, that I can, you know, I can put up with the dessert at the end not being perfect. There so, you go. Good stuff. Uh, all right, we're on to number two. Two. What's your number two? Logan. Nice choice. Nice Man. choice. It's good movie. Yeah. It's probably. Is it the best X Men movie besides? Uh, days of future past i don't think so uh but i didn't like it as much as most people that okay. is the one logan is the one that i think i gave a either a b or a b plus mm-hmm. and people were like why do you hate it and i'm like that doesn't I, mean i hate it yeah <laughs> i think it's a great movie it's i just one, didn't like it quite as much as you did it's one of those movies where you will be shunned if you don't right praise it beyond everything yeah but uh no man uh hugh jackman sir patrick stewart he may be giving a performance that I should have mentioned earlier on. Yeah, too. I was going to say when you were talking about that, I almost said the most likely performance to get awards consideration in that Sir is Patrick. is Patrick Stewart. I don't, yeah. I still don't think it will. But if you're talking about, uh, I think supporting actor might be in the in the talks on that yeah. one. It would be great. It would be really good if he was. Yeah, I I get it. I think it's a a, a great movie. I just I had too many issues with that movie to kind of notch it up to that you know best of the year kind of status for me. Mm. So. Your number two? My number two is split. Ah, um, that was I, my number six. Yeah, I this and, and I know there's a lot of personal aspect to this because to see M Knight return to making these kind of movies, yeah, uh, is such a thrill for me. Uh, I I thought he was gone. I really did. Like I thought I, I you know. I just actually revisited Sixth Sense and Unbreakable with my kids. Oh, yeah. And, man, do they hold up. They are spectacular films. Um, and no matter what you think about Signs, The Village... Um, I love Signs. I-, I love them both, actually. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people actually have real big problems with Signs in The Village. I think the, the M. Night fatigue was setting in then. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think, especially the twist fatigue. I was like, oh, is this, oh what you're a twist. Shyamalan, yeah, you're Shyamalan. So I, I think if you if you scrub that stuff out, you can see he's still making uh, really good movies. Like he's he's a great visual director. Then he gets to the happening, and then and then Last Airbender, which the greatest is movie of all time, the worst movie ever made. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, oh, what ha- Like what happened to you? Like when did you stop? I think what it was was he got big enough to where he didn't have to listen to other people. And and I think it it cost him in the creative sense. And now that I think he's kind of reining it in again, uh, I man, I thought Split was really well done. Because I still haven't seen The Visit, so I hear that that was like his that stepping was, stone to getting yes, right on. Track. That was where things started turning. You're like, okay. The weird thing with The Visit was it's a found footage movie. Yeah, and and found footage is so stale, right? Like it's just one of those things you almost roll your eyes when you hear that something's a found footage movie. Exactly. And I was like, well, what can him I do with this? And he shot a found as pure a found footage movie as I think I've seen. Really? Um, yeah. Well, it just it felt it felt more real to me than most found footage movies that I've ever seen. He didn't do what I think found footage should be, which is just make it a part of the movie, but not the whole movie. 
uh, end of watch is always the example I get for that, Ooh, where yeah. a lot of end of watch is found footage. But it's not all found footage, because then you're just trying to justify why a camera was on. But the visit is all found footage, and it almost feels justified. So, I, yeah, I, I think he's really smart, and I think you can start to see that, you know, his return with the, the visit. Very so, good. Yeah, I was really glad to see Split. Number ones? Number ones. I have a feeling I know what yours is. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Lego Batman movie. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It's, I can't argue that. That's a great it's movie. one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. I think it was you who told me that you thought the the first 15 minutes of this movie would be the greatest short film of all time. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, and in fact, in fact, to be honest, I think what I said, I, I think that was actually my son's opinion. Oh, it was one of my son's one, one of my sons turned to me after the first, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. He was like, that would have been an amazing short film. And I started to think about it. And I was like, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. It hits the ground running. And for me, uh, it didn't let up. I think for you and maybe some other people, it was like, okay, kind of, it, it, you push that humor a little too much for you. but Well, it wasn't just pushing the humor. It was that that character is best at the opposite of what the movie wanted him to grow into. <laughs> you you didn't want him to become a I good guy. <laughs> right, exactly. I wanted him to stay oblivious and self-centered, and that's where he's the funniest, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it suffered for, for me from the take a side character, make them the main character syndrome. You know, the Minions movie suffers from this a great deal. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what was the one that just came out? I'm not going to remember. But when you take a goofy side character and try to make them the center of a movie, they lose their ability to be comic relief. And We're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean with Jack Sparrow? No. Yeah. No, although they did have that kind of happen in the, in the sequels. Yeah. Um, and I've heard that said about uh, Cars 2 is another good example. Mater all of a sudden is you know the center of the movie and, yeah. and those kind of things. But yeah, th- so it suffers from that a little bit for me, even though it's so funny and the story is so well told. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have no... No qualms with you putting it at your number one. All right. Now you're number one. Uh, what do you think it is? Beauty and the Beast. No. Oh. No. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, okay. I had so much fun at that movie, man. Nice. Very uh, nice. And, and not only had so much fun, but also I really felt like the... And I, I know that a lot of people don't feel this way, but I really felt that the humor and the emotion when they were played together somehow worked in that movie for me. Like the the little lines after an emotional moment where, you know, there would be a little bit of a smile or a laugh. And that's where we differ. Right, yeah. And I know a lot of people actually differ in that way, but I really thought that worked. Um, I think Chris Pratt was born to play Star-Lord. Yeah. He's so good in that role. I love that cast. I love, um, and I'm forgetting his name, the wrestler who plays uh, Drac. Yeah, Batista. He's so good Now, he was born to play that role. And there's an example of don't make that movie don't make the drac movie you know he's such a perfect side character you know for what he does so i'm i'm ready for groot and rocket raccoon to be back to what they were in the first one i didn't i mean i loved cute baby groot i mean how can you not love cute Groot? um but i'm i'm ready for groot you know what i mean so i don't know how long it's gonna take to get there maybe they insinuated he'd be teenage groot in the next one i'm just like can we just have him back to adult Groot? i think they they said in an article it was just that ending credit scene was to show you that he is getting older but the next movie he will be grown up good that's good so that's that's what i want but i really liked volume two it's 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 my favorite movie that i saw the first half of the year very good the only movie i saw the first half of the year that i gave uh an a to you didn't give an a to uh uh I gave an split? A. I gave an A minus to split. Oh, okay. Yep. All those those other four, I all gave A minuses. Nice. I'm not gonna lie. We we've praised some movies, but there have been some rough movies this year, man. <laughs> Outside of my top ten, like 
it gets okays and then just really bad movies. Like they yeah. get really bad. Yeah. I think part of that is our tendency to think everything that's not great is awful, especially in our culture today. Um, but you're right. There have been some some awful ones, but there have also been some mediocre ones, too. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah, there have been some, like, some mediocres because I've seen 25 movies so far. And like six of them are atrociously bad. We could do that. Let me let me take a list of, and see how many. Uh, take a look at my list and see how many movies I've seen so far this year. Uh, I am currently at forty seven. Forty seven, man. So I'm currently You're almost fo- doubled me. So I've seen forty seven movies this year. Like I said, I gave the one A, and then I've got about seven A minuses, and then in the B B plus B minus range, I've got seventeen. So there's some in there that aren't great, but, you know, aren't certainly bad. And then mm-hmm. it just goes down from there. Uh, 17 C's. And then already this year below C, I've got five movies that got a D or lower. Man. So one D minus. You want to guess what my one D minus was? Uh, circle? Yeah, the circle. Yeah. Is that the lowest grade you've given? Yeah. No, not ever. But no, no. I mean for this year. For this year, yes. Yeah, that's my third least favorite movie of the year. So, yeah. <laughs> you have two lower than that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, mean, I hesitate to ask. One of them we just recently saw, <laughs> and the other one is a cure for wellness. But don't let that bad stuff keep you away from the good stuff. No. Why'd you drag us into talking about the bad stuff, Andrew? Because that's me. I'm pessimistic. <laughs> uh, there you go. Good job. Huzzah. We did a podcast. You did a swift sift, Andrew. This is my first one. That's right. Uh, I think I did one alone, and then Danae did the Colossal Review with me for mm-hmm. another. Um, and then but- you did one with uh, uh, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, 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 when we talked about uh, remakes and, and that kind of thing. That was yeah. a fun, that was a really fun episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with Andrew and I during this Sift Swift. Uh, If you didn't know, this is a part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is a podcast network that is alive because of your support. Starting at three bucks a month, you can support what goes on here. Thanks to so many who have done so. And by the way, as soon as you support, you have access to your own dedicated podcast feed where you get bonus episodes, uh, pre-shows, all that kind of fun stuff as well. So thank you for being a supporter at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, if you ever want to listen to the recording of this podcast live, you can check us out at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. Uh, if you sign up there and follow us, you'll get a notification every time we go live uh, when we record any podcast actually on the Studio DNA network. So you can check that out. Again, that's Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Thanks, of course, to Andrew from Flick Freaks for hey. hanging out with me like he does every week. Anything you want to shout out uh, here at the end? Uh, head over to YouTube.com forward slash Flick Freaks. Uh, hit that subscribe button and also the notification bell. So whenever we post a new video or go live for like a Let's Play or something, you'll automatically be notified. Uh, I'd love to have your subscription. Hopefully what we do, you find entertaining. The notification bell. Yeah. I've never even heard that term. It's this, a new thing, like, or if it is, it's probably new to me. It's probably been around forever, though. Well, it makes sense. It's a, it's a way to make sure that you're getting a notification when something happens from certain channels. Exactly. Because yeah. YouTube does the same thing that a lot of social networks do, where they have some sort of algorithm where they determine which ones you really want to see. But if you want to be yeah. like, nope, I really want to see Flick Freaks, you just click, Immediately. click that notification bell. You can do that uh, on my channel as well. Your Movie Friend, so it's youtube.com slash yourmoviefriend. Feel free to sub and hit the notification bell. That's my new favorite phrase. Yeah. 
If you've got any feedback for what we're doing, you can do that pretty much anywhere you find the podcast. If you listen at iTunes, you can do an iTunes comment. If you listen at SoundCloud, you can do a SoundCloud comment. Uh, you can also email us. That'll get to us the quickest, probably. Feedback at SifPop.com. Also hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer, and Andrew, I believe, is at Flick Freaks. Uh-huh. And you can hit up either of those Twitters to follow what's going on there. Uh, and thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate it. We should be uh, back next week with a uh, look at Spider-Man Homecoming. So this will be an interesting one. The first Marvel slash Sony collaboration with the Spider-Man franchise. I'm pretty stoked. I'm not going to lie. In our third first Spider-Man movie in the last <laughs> <laughs> couple years. Gotta love that origin story, man. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.